The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels and 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. What is going on, Halo Haven? This is Daniel Garcia of the All Angels Podcast. Um, super psyched real quick. I just got off the phone with Mark Guza. Um, and if any of you have been watching TV on the internet or anything, you know exactly what happened last night. And that's one of the main things we talked about last night. And we kind of reflected on the life of Tyler Skaggs. Um, but this was such a big, it was a really cool interview talking to him that I wanted to put it out pretty much right away. So I literally just hung up with him five minutes ago. So we're going to try to get this out for you guys now because, um, again, if you watched last night's game, Friday night game, it was unbelievable, and, and this is just, it was real cool talking to him about it. But before we get to that, uh, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show, and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes... A green dot makes great deals, yellow dot means good deals, and red dot means not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers on them. What are you waiting for? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, license event, we have the ticket. So again, I have the privilege of just getting off the phone with Mark Gubaza, and we talked about uh, Friday night's game, Tyler, um, his impact on, on Gooby and vice versa, and just... Everything that that you, I think, as a fan, you want to hear. But uh, so here it is. So my next guest on the All Angels podcast is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mark Gubza. How are you doing today? Hey, you know what? Uh, waking up this morning, I just it kind of still kind of hit me a little bit how amazing and incredible and unthinkable. I, I can't even think of any more adjectives to describe the game last night. How we're Thinking that that was a movie, that was oh, definitely. an absolute movie that we all got a chance to live through, whether at the game or watching the game or listening on the radio, it's or watching or reading social media or watching every highlight from every different, you know, outlet from ESPN, the MLB Network to regular TV. It was something that I'll never, ever, ever forget. So yeah, talk about that, like. The last two weeks, not only just for you, but I mean, just the Angel players, families, uh, you know, people that work at the stadium, I'm sure, just everyone connected to Angels baseball has been a rough two weeks. How, how has this last two weeks emotionally like a roller coaster been for you? Uh, you know, from my whole team family aspect, which I, I felt you know, part of, you know, since the day I put on a uniform as a player and 
from the day I put that uniform down and, and took that microphone and joined the angel organization in that aspect, um, the family, the way everyone came together, uh, for the moment, the very moment when we heard the news about Tyler, because we were all on the bus getting ready to go to the game, where we were pulled off the bus and told, because literally that this that angel people just found out at that point, and to be in that in that room with the players and feel the pain for uh, you know what they're going through, what we were going through. Tyler is a very good friend of mine, and you know Debbie's mom and Carly's wife and his entire family. I mean, you feel like he's a little brother to me. And I think the way the, the guys rallied together and, and realized, like Trouty said the other day, we're around each other more so than our actual families itself. So everyone came together. I was shocked when those guys were able to talk after that game and Tuesday in, in Arlington and how heartfelt that was, but yet able to smile and laugh because that's Tyler. That's the way he was. He was a funny guy, an awesome guy, a great competitor. But everyone just came together. And last night, just seeing the guys talk to the guys before the game, I felt last night was going to be even more difficult because, you know, Debbie's going to be out there. You know, we heard the rumor she was going to throw out the first pitch. Carly's going to be around those guys, all see them before the game. Everybody in, in Angel Nation, Halo Nation, was going to be there because everyone was reaching out to Victor and I throughout that whole process, and it made us feel good to be part of that whole family. Now everyone was going to be there at the game. And, and we knew some of the things were in the ceremony, the 45-second moment of silence, all those things, you know, Tyler's picture out in the outfield wall, um, everything just, just came together. And all the players were, didn't know how they were going to react. And I think having Trout do what he does, hit the two-run home run, I think it allowed everyone to breathe. And then to score all those runs. And then thinking as they're going along, I remember talking back to our producers and director go, hey, man, and this is like in the fourth or fifth inning, and it's way early when you think about a no-hitter. I'm thinking, if this happens, I don't know if there will ever be a bigger game than today. And that, and I, there's walk-off home runs, Game 7, World Series, and all those type of things, and Kirk Gibson's home run, and that's incredible. But when you put in perspective, this is a human being we lost, a young man, a beautiful young man we lost so early, and yet the team did that. Against those, I mean, what would the odds be of a no-hitter being thrown, period? And with the way it was set up with an opener and then, you know, with Taylor Cole doing a great job and then Felix Pena following up to throw a no-hitter. I mean, it's impossible to script that. And, you know, for people that believe or don't believe in angels, there's no doubt in my mind that Tyler was up there and he was the biggest angel of them all saying, hey, guys, let's go out and have some fun. We're nasty. And I'll tell you, you can't get any nastier than that as far as pitching the way they did and the way they swung the bat. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, we were there. Halo Haven as a group was there last night. But, you know, kind of what Trout was saying after the, you know, when they played in Texas, how, you know, we're, we have to kind of, we have to play. We, we, you know, we're, we're real emotional, but we have to play. Like, how do you, your job's to talk. You know, your job with Victor is, is to talk to the people. And sometimes when I'm just kind of casually talking to my friends, I find myself getting choked up about it. How do you keep your guys' composure um, during the first game back? And then even, too, last night when everything's going on, you have, like you said, you have the ceremony, you have the 45 seconds uh, of silence, you have everything going on. How do you keep your composure to, you know, do your job? Yeah, well, hardest thing ever was that one day when me and Ken French had to talk about it just hours after we found out about Tyler's passing. Um, all I could 
say was, and, and Victor and I talked about it from that first game back, how mostly drained we were. And I can only imagine what the team was feeling like and how Tyler's family was feeling, like, how Carly was feeling like, that the best way we could do it is be ourselves, be be human beings with feelings. I mean, that's that's the way we did the game. There was nothing we could talk about how it'd be so hard not to break down and cry because there were so many times that we cried during the games. You know, after that, you know, last night, you couldn't even I couldn't even tell you how many times I broke down and cried. Uh, you just try to do the best you could, just like the players were trying to do the best they could. And watching, you know, Andrew Heaney throw out that pitch the other day, that slow curveball first pitch, and how you how were awesome. able to do that, how Debbie threw the first pitch and threw a perfect strike. Yeah, that was great how, to see. I don't I mean I don't know how that happened. It's just there's just something out there helped everybody get through and and that something has to be Tyler. Got because you know what if, if and you probably met him and anybody's ever been touched by him whatsoever, you can't help but to have a the incredibly positive mindset at all times when it came to being around Tyler. And I think that you brought that to the clubhouse, on the field, in, in the dugout, on the planes, on the bus drives. I mean, it's a long, grueling season. Yet he never—you can never tell—he was tired. He was always having fun with the guys, and that's the thing. It's I think helped everybody once they got to that sad stage. Like, and I know I, Victor and I did that. I thought about the funny things he did. Like when we showed him, you know, I, I filmed the Gooby Tuesdays before, you know, the week before Tyler passed away, and we were able to play the one. And I said I asked our people in, in uh, with Fox if we can just show everybody how incredibly fun Tyler is, and I, and I text Debbie and I, you know, to let her know. I said. What do you think? She goes, oh, please do that because I want everyone to know how great of a kid he is. So uh, once we did that, we were able to cut that and put that all together as kind of a memorial for the last time. And, and when you watch that, how many, how you, I couldn't even finish a sentence before laughing and falling off the chair while doing that <laughs> that segment with him. So that's that's him, and I think that's what helped. Every time I would get in that point where I was like, I can't breathe, I can't talk, I can't control myself from crying uncontrollably that I would just go into my fun state of mind with Tyler. And that got me through everything. And it'll get me through today because we know it's, it's his birthday okay. today. Uh, and all and all those elements that came into play, the more I think seven runs in a first, 13 runs total, 7-13, right. that's his birthday. The last time, you know, there was a combined no-hitter in the state of California was basically on that the same date as his birthday, 7-13-1991. I mean, are you that kidding stuff me? Is, it, all, and- and then Trout's home run was measured at 454 feet. Like, what else could yeah. go on? <laughs> yeah. And that's what, what Trouty says. You, you just can't make this stuff up. I mean, there, and D. Gordon said it best, you know, after that, because he dealt with that with Jose Fernandez, and he hit a home run. And, and clearly, D. Gordon's not a home run hitter, yet he did. Something, every once in a while, you can't explain it, and there's no reason to try to explain it, other than there's somebody there for each and every and every one of us that, that makes you feel like you know what this it is a great life and not having Tyler here anymore in person is incredibly difficult but we know for a fact now that he was there last night yeah just talking about that from last night it's giving me goosebumps right now um not only did the I thought it was really cool the players wore the 45 with skags on the back 
Um, who brought up the idea with you guys, the, the TV people? So you, you know, Kent Fresh, Jose, Victor, um, Alex Curry were all also wearing jerseys. Was that part of like kind of the team also, or did someone maybe in your production uh, team come up and say, "Hey, do you guys want to do this also?" Well, we were talking. We were at, we were on the road in Houston, and uh, we were kind of told that this is what we're the, the, the club and the players were hoping to do. Obviously, you still got to get permission from MLB, but they were all going to try to wear number forty-five. So then Victor and I go, man, that's, that'd, be a, that'd be a pretty good idea for us to be doing that as well, as showing him, you know, that we're all in this thing together. It's unity, it's family. So I text Keith Tarter, our equipment manager with the Angels, and, and I said, hey, what do you think about getting some jerseys? He goes, oh, definitely. And then, then we talked to John Carpino to get his blessings. Again, I went right back and, and text Debbie Skaggs, wondering how she felt about it. She goes, that would make me feel so good. And I'm like, you know what? Boom, that's done. So we went in and we were able to purchase to get those jerseys. And I picked them up yesterday in the clubhouse and Keith and, and we, lo and behold, we all put them on. And, you know, the relationships we all had with everybody on the team and, you know, and, and on the personal side, the relationship I had with Tyler every day and, and, and the conversations we had, the Texas before he pitches and after he pitched, um, you know, I felt like I said, he was like my little brother, you know. So, you know, for me to put that on, I, I felt it was something I wanted to show, you know, and, and honor Tyler by wearing that jersey. Yeah, Tyler was a great guy to us. He was actually the first active MLB player we've actually had on this podcast before spring training actually started. So for us, you know, us being kind of, you know, it's a small group. Not even, you know, just kind of start, trying to start something going on. When that happened, you know, it hit us really hard too. So we understood what the team was going through and just obviously knowing him at such a big bigger level than we did but like you said always making you kind of feel you're just as important as you know the guy to the right or the guy to the left to him always had time out to say hi or or you know stuff like that with fans was was an awesome awesome characteristic that i will always remember um in tyler's just his his the way he was with fans was was unbelievable um yeah you know just even out there and i saw you out there by uh, the memorial with all the flowers and everything you know, yesterday, uh, this, it, you could feel that everyone loved him. They loved the team. They loved the players. They loved the way, you know, Tyler and Trouty and Shohei and everyone else, Albert, they all interact with the players and the fans that it was, I mean, it was something that I think everybody in, in Halo Nation wanted to be part of. And, and, and like I said, I made it through, got made it through a bunch of those games, especially that Tuesday just by reading different tweets from people, texts from people saying, "Boy, you helped us through it." I mean, but I'm thinking, you know what? You helped me through it because I couldn't, I couldn't get. I mean, there was times I couldn't breathe. I couldn't even, you know, control myself, my emotions. But yet, reading people saying the things they were doing, it was, it was magical. And and uh, last night, like I said, there's there's never been a game, and hopefully, I don't even know if it would ever be anything. But I don't know what kind of movie you can compare it to. Right. <laughs> what that was what that was like last night. The the improbability of a no hitter on a night where you're honoring Tyler Skaggs, a former pitcher who in my mind was getting to that next level where oh, yeah. all his pitches were working great. He had a, he was in the point he was getting to that point. We should have been an all star by the way last year. That's another Oh story. yeah, definitely. Yeah, but I agree he, with but that. He, but but he's he's getting he was getting to the point where he's your number one guy. First and foremost, but he was getting to be one of those. All right, he's a real number one guy. He's not a number one guy just on your staff. He's getting to that point where 
I'll take my chance to get with him against anybody he's locked up against. Yeah, absolutely. He, you can see the momentum building with the the last you know handful of starts he had. Um, but moving forward now in the season, um, you know, the Angels are obviously carrying a lot of emotion right now and a lot of positive thoughts and, and everything going on, especially after last night. How far do you think that can carry a team before you kind of maybe level off a little bit and it kind of comes, goes back to normal? Is it, you know, how, before uh, the emotions wear off a little bit, but not obviously wouldn't completely. Uh, you know what? I, I, I am not discounting the fact that I think this team has a chance to do something really special now from this point forward because what they've been through, how unbelievably hard that was on them, yet they, they won the series down in Arnett and they – could have and should have won the series in Houston. They battled right there in that series. Uh, win last night. This team has a chance to do something special. And I'm not going to go back and predict a World Series victory, but from this point forward, this team is going to play with, with a focus that we haven't seen in a long, long time. And I think a majority of the reason why is because everyone feels Tyler there and that they want to, they want to go out and perform even – more so to a higher level than they've ever performed in their lives. And when you have talented players like this, this, that this team has, and they were going back and forth, up and down, you know, 500, below 500, just for whatever reasons, whether it was injuries or things like that. But this focus right now on this team is uh, it's, it's amazing because I don't even know how they put on a uniform, let I go out like go out and put, do a game like they did last night and what they did down in, in the state of Texas. So uh, I, I've I'd be shocked if we we're not talking at the end of the year again and saying, well, you know what? This is incredible what they did and how well they played the rest of the season after getting the horrific news of Tyler passing away. It could be a whole new uh, Angels in the Outfield sequel. Just Dizzy's down the street, so it, it could work. Yeah, I mean, I don't even. <laughs> I, it, like I said, every time I, I stop, and, you know, I was talking to my family this morning, I'm like, and even my, my youngest daughter, and, we're, and she's talking, goes, Dad, I've never seen anything like that in my life. But she was, you know, as any young person on social media, reading every single thing, and I was thinking, how, is, how was that game possible last night? It is absolutely impossible how that game turned out. And, it, and I'm not, you know, embellishing and exaggerating. There, that game last night was like nothing I've ever seen in my oh, life. Oh, definitely. I've been I won a World Series with Kansas City. I've been to a Game 6 winning World Series with my dad, which I still, that moment was the greatest moment of my life, even more so than winning a World Series, being there with my dad, because I never in my lifetime ever went to a game with my dad. And here I am in Game 6 of the 80 World Series with my dad and the Phillies at that point and never won in their history. That's about 80 years of futility as far as the Phillies winning a World Series. And I'm there with my dad. I remember hugging him. Thinking, you know what? I never did that before in my life either. That was an, an, a magical moment. But last night, to, to see that and, and, and the way everything unfolded, uh, it's it's magical. I guess would be I, I would probably be the best word to describe as magical because it's it's not real. It wasn't. This doesn't feel like it was real. Yeah. At what point? I mean, obviously the kind of cherry. I'm going to turn on top because I think that was a jersey on the mound. But the game itself, like, at what point did you feel like, hey, Pena's working really good and he has his stuff going? There's a chance that he can get this no hitter. Uh, you know, like I said, I got to talk back with my director and producer. I said, you know what? His stuff is good. He's so calm, and and that's the thing we even talked about during the game. Felix and Taylor were 
exceptionally calm and under control. And they never like overthrew any pitches and no pitcher ever does that. It was like, I'm thinking, I, right. <laughs> I don't know why, I'm, I don't know why I'm saying this, but I think this is, this is going to happen. And, and I remember thinking, saying during the interview, the seventh inning, I go, we're witnessing something that would be the most magical moment I think I've ever seen. And, and, and lo and behold, here we are. And then we go, we go to the ninth inning. I'm like, Oh man. And then the, his reaction feels his reaction when he threw the pitch and was hit, you know, Williams hit that ball pretty deep to right center field. His reaction like, oh. and then Trout's like, I said, like, you know what? Trout's there. Trout's bringing that back no matter where that ball's hit. Right, exactly. And then back to back around. I mean, Matt Vice made an unreal play at third base. He's got a minimum amount of games at third base playing in his career. He was drafted as a catcher, played first base throughout his career as an angel. They moved him over to third at AAA to get some work to get up here at the big league. And he makes a play like that. I mean, are you kidding me? It's just there's there's things that you just can't describe and and understand. Yet it happened. Yeah, that was definitely a total team effort from the you know the combined no hitter with the two pitchers. The dice one was a great. The offensive output had to relieve some pressure from those pitchers, just knowing that if they did make a mistake, it wasn't going to cost them a game. Um, you know, I. I I talked to a lot of friends, were texting back and forth because they knew where I was there, and kind of like what you're saying, an emotional game. Um, I went from hugging my wife really, really tight during the, the beginning of you know the tribute and everything like that to just running around like a crazy man, high-fiving strangers at the end of the game. So it was definitely a game that I will you know always remember and, and was super glad that I was going to be – I was a part of just being there in, in the crowd. Um, yeah, yeah one, one little quick little thing. The crazy thing is uh, – uh, the ring bearer at my wife and I's wedding back in 1986 comes out to California and, you know, he's a big Mike Trout fan. And he said, Hey, is there any chance? Cause we had dinner the day before he goes, is there any chance, you know, I can go to the game because he would you know, love to go to a game. I said, sure. You know, so got him four tickets. His first angel game he's ever been to all of the family, the, the two kids and, and, and my, uh, my, uh, basically I call him my cousin, but he was a ring bearer in our wedding. It's my wife's cousin. So, uh, here he is at the game. Trout hits a home run the first inning. My, you know, his son is out of his mind, going crazy. Cannot believe he's seeing this, witnessing this. So I said, "You want to come up to my booth?" And it's like the fifth inning, you know, the typical the way baseball is in superstition. He goes, no, "I can't leave my seat." Yeah. So I, I said, the, the, "The view of my seat. I mean, my view from the booth is the best view in the entire stadium. You got to come see." He goes, "Thank you, Mark, for that, but uh, I can't move." I, I like. I love that. That's and, awesome. And, then he, and that's the, that's the first game he's ever been to at Angel Stadium, and to see that right away. <laughs> I mean, he was he was crying uncontrollably to start the game, and he's like, "How does Mrs. Skaggs able to do what she did?" And then next we know everything unfolded, and he's like, "You know what? That is the best thing ever." And he, he flew back already to New York today, but that'll be something they'll remember. The kids will remember for the rest of their lives because they were there. And if you were there or watching it. Yeah, you know what? It's yeah. like I said. I, I know I'm going crazy about it, but it's it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. You know, it was, and and you just, you couldn't say that enough, as far as I'm concerned. Just the way the game was when some, when a big moment like this is coming, and you see it coming, the no hitter with the, the Skag tribute. Do you, or maybe even Victor also, I don't know if you guys talk about it, but do you have like a call in mind when that final out, or maybe you know a a big-time home run, big-time hit, the breach of milestone. Do you have something in mind that you're going to say when that um, moment happens, or is it kind of just use that whatever the first thing comes to mind? 
Well, I usually allow Victor, because he's a play-by-play guy, to make that call. And we've talked about it before. He goes, and if you even ask him, he'll say the same thing. He never rehearses anything. But if you have a a catchphrase or something you rehearse, chances are that moment it won't come out, you know, the way you want to anyhow. So it's just whatever comes out of your mouth. My goal is always to lay out, never say anything, and and allow the fans – because as a viewer, because I remember watching games and I still watch every sport, the best – feeling I get is when I see the reaction by the fans and the players. So I laid out for a long period of time and I learned that from a couple really good producers over at, at Big Fox saying, you know what? Let the moment, the big moments are the moments for the players and the fans. And I, and I go, you know what? You're absolutely right. And I always do that. I lay, I just lay out and then I'll add something in the end. But I, I, I was a total fan watching and seeing Trout leading them out with the jerseys to put on the mound. I'm like, I'm like, this is unbelievable. Then, you know, Honda Robles brings that picture out with, you know, Tyler going yeah. into the, you know, the corner field. I mean, I'm like, this is, uh, I even get, I'm, I got goosebumps that it could yep. probably, probably drive my car right now. So <laughs> I'm like, there's, there's uh, you know, it's just one of those things. I mean, I was like so happy to be part of it, but also allow the fans and the players to be the main part of it. If that makes any sense. No, it, yeah, it totally does. And, and we want to, again, thank you for your time. Uh, you know, you have a game to get get going. And um, just uh, thanks again. But before we let you go, I had to uh, play this. Right now he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> so, again, thank you very much for taking time out. And um, uh, thanks again. And, and hopefully we catch up again, like you said, hopefully when the Angels make that run for the playoffs. Uh, I appreciate that. I'll tell you what, it's great seeing you. It's, it's so great to be part of this Angel family. And I've always believed that. And, and boy, right now, especially so. Yes, definitely. Thank you very much, Mark. Um, have a great day. And, and, and we will talk to you soon, hopefully. Sounds good. Anytime, man. And that was my interview with Mark Gubiza. Again, thank you, Mark, for taking the time out and, and just chatting with us on your way to the ballpark today for Saturday's game against the uh, against the Seattle Mariners. But, um, again, that was great. I, I, the truth be told, when I first set this up, we were going to talk about trade deadlines and moving forward and this and that. And when Friday happened, I was like, yeah, we're I'm nixing that and we're moving just to this. So, again, a great opportunity to talk with him and maybe we'll get him on a little bit later on the season, and we can talk more of that baseball stuff. But right now, the, the, you know, last night and what it meant seemed so much more important than um, than that kind of stuff. So, uh, before we go, I wanted to say it's hard to believe that hard to believe, but football is almost back. The NFL preseason kicks off with the Hall of Fame game April first, and soon we'll have regular NFL and college football. That means it's time to make an account at the best online sports book known to man. That's right, I'm talking about my bookie. Sports betting is. Ex- Extremely popular if you want to get in on the action with a trusted company that's been in the business for years my bookie is the place for you an easy no hassle website 24 7 customer service and bets on every sport and prop imaginable my bookie provides a fun safe betting experience maybe you think drew Brees and the saints will get their revenge after that terrible blown call in last year's nfc championship game or maybe you think tom brady and the pages will win an unbelievable seventh super bowl why not make money when your prediction comes true 
And if you deposit today, my bookie will give you a 50% deposit. That's right. You put in $100, they'll give you $50. You put in $1,000, they'll give you $500. It's that easy. Football weekends are the best, but they're even more thrilling when every touchdown can win you more money. So go to mybookie.ag and sign up today with promo code ANGELS. At mybookie, you play, you win, you get paid. So again, thank you again, Mark Gubazov, for taking your time out. Um, you know, before we go, I always have to try to hit this one one time. Right now, he'd be saying, we're nasty. <laughs> All right, so we'll be talking to you again during the week, but I am out. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. Yeah, I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. 
They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts.